So let's let's get into this interview. Talk to us about how you decided to go into real estate. Honestly, I've always wanted to be in real estate. I want always wanted to own property. Um, so it was just a situation of finally deciding last December that you know it was my time to venture forth and get my license and learn the craft so I can, when I'm ready to do my own thing and start buying properties uh, for investment reasons, um, I know the ins and outs and have the connections with people. Oh, okay. So you said last December. So you're pretty new to this. Very new, yes. All right. So talk to us about the process. Uh, so, okay. So what you would have to do is register with the, um, okay, well, first and foremost, uh, New York State, as far as getting a license, is kind of like a, a hierarchy of, or feudal, excuse me. You have to register with an association with ever, within the region that you live in, and you pay national dues, local dues, and uh, regional dues for the state as well. So you go to, in this area, you go to Wynton Road to the uh, Greater Rochester Builder Association building. You sign up. Um, it's about a three-week course, uh, three days a week, uh, for eight hours. You take the course, you pass, and then you can take your state license exam whenever after that you pass them both. You pay for the license for a real estate agent. Is it easy to pass? No. It's a lot of information to retain, but if you're interested, just like anything, um, you focus in, you lock in, and, and you, know, you retain the information. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like anything. If you like doing it, you'll do it well. Yeah. yeah. Eight hours? Eight hours for three days a week. Yo. <laughs> That remind me like of high school. Like I I don't know, my attention span is not what it used to be. Yeah. Just to be in a class like on one subject. At least in high school you get to switch classes. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because <laughs> the first day sitting in the classroom I'm thinking to myself, Man, this feels like school again and how much I don't like school. But like I said, if you like doing it, and you want, you're really interested in doing something, you kind of lock in and you just get it over with. I think three days aren't. It, I don't think that's bad though. Three days a week for three weeks. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. Oh, for three weeks. Okay, so yeah. I can understand that. So right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three weeks straight of that. Yeah. Yeah. So when I know you work for Howard Hanna, and I was thinking like there are so many different real estate firms that are in the area why did you choose to go with Howard Hanna? Honestly um, I spoke with representatives at three of the, the, the big companies um, that are here in the area and um, what I noticed most was the technology and the education that Howard Hanna offers not to mention brand exposure you look everywhere you see a green and yellow sign you can't I mean to me that's just logic sense that's the most exposure and that's what most people see and, and, and think about when they are considering real estate companies. So it made sense for me to brand myself with that type of you know exposure. And again, with the education that they offer you after you get your license, um, any real estate agent will tell you, uh, school doesn't end once you get that license. You learn every day. You're going to learn something new every day. Um, when you're going through a process of completing a transaction, no transaction is the same. You're always going to have some little change or wrinkle in the in the process that's going to look to try to you know you know stumble you up and throw your deal off and you just got to think on your toes and and be willing to learn and, and learn quickly um, but yeah i chose howard hannah for those reasons the education and the, the brand exposure okay so you talked about them continuing to provide education um do they teach you how to make yourself stand out from other agents absolutely they give you we have marketing seminars we have um how to close a deal how to prepare a transaction we do zoom meetings i think three or four times a week on various different aspects of real estate okay and you can jump into them as an agent anytime you want it's free of charge you That's pay good. a flat fee monthly that comes with you know your lawyer coverage um, your marketing coverage and all that. Um, so it's all encompassed in that little fee you pay every month, um, which I think is, is, is very cheap in uh, considering what they offer you as far as education. Um, and it's a continual thing. You can always go back to a, a class that you may have missed something on or you need to refresh on and, and jump right back in. And they'll well, welcome you with open arms. So what are some things that you are doing to get your name out there. So me, um, I'm, I'm trying this social media thing. Me, I kind of, I keep to myself. Um, so 
I try to brand myself with one-on-one contact interactions with, with people, and I'm learning that in order for me to really grow my business, I have to expand to social media. So just last week, I sat down with my girlfriend, and we kind of you know, planned out the next two months as far as what we're going to do for my marketing purposes, and uh, this was the beginning of it, and you'll start to see more stuff on my Instagram handle, michaelyourrealtor. And um, so check that out. Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, you'll start seeing stuff from me. Okay, so you tried to stay away from social media. I know a lot of people who try, like, you know. I tried. I did. (laughs) In this day and age, like, you cannot, you cannot, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. Like, you could get people like Jay-Z who doesn't have to have, but he's built that prior to the social media age. Right now, it's almost impossible for you to have a successful business without some social media presence. That's a fact, yeah. I agree. Um, I'm learning that the more and more I, I post things, um, I'm starting to get little DMs or little likes, and you know, I'm, I see people liking stuff that I don't necessarily know or speak to on a regular, and it gives me an opportunity to kind of you know break the ice, talk to them about some things. Just before this this interview, someone just hit me say, "Hey, we need to talk." So that's just from yeah. them seeing my posting. I'll be talking to someone in the morning. And you gotta be. I mean. It's there. It's on social media. Yeah. So it's not going nowhere. Is you know, sometimes you think stuff go away, it's gonna be gone. You know, you, you did this and then now nobody's gonna see it. No. It's there. Right. People right. are gonna be able to see as you build, as you, you know, climb that ladder yeah. and then you get people that wanna follow in your footsteps and, you know, wanna know how you how you got there. And and it's it's funny that you say that too because that's another reason why I wanted to become an agent. I, I know for people of color, learning this business or the ins and outs of becoming a homeowner or looking to maybe invest in properties to generate income that way, mm-hmm. that's not something we, we, we're, we're taught from. Yeah. It's, you you kind of pick that up luckily from someone yeah. or if you're blessed to have someone in your family that's willing to share that knowledge with you as far as the, how the processes go. Mm-hmm. And then you can pick up from there. But for the most part, we're, we're, a lot of folks don't know. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to, to do this too, is I, I like sharing information. I, I, I like helping people. I, I find joy out of that. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those unique fields where you can help someone and make a little bit of money. Yeah. But I, I get most of the joy from helping folks. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So what are you listening to or what are you learning from right now to make sure you're staying current and up to date and marketable? Honestly, I paying attention to my Zoom and uh, webinars with my company, reading, you'll find when you become your own business, you have to continuously learn and, and, and understand what's trending and understand the society you live, the, the immediate society that you live within to understand how to market yourself to that demographic because if you don't, you're going to be lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, a lot of older agents don't like social media. They'll, you'll notice that unless they have that built-in clientele, they're not really going to do good business yeah. because they don't have that outlet that folks are using to brand themselves. Yeah. I understand that that is something that I'm going to have to do and kind of get outside of my norm mm-hmm. to make myself uh, more successful. Yeah, my aunt is a realtor, and she didn't start off on social media. She's been doing it for like 20-some years, okay. so... Um, now she's on social media and I, I just see her like, you know, making videos and more so like talking to make people, you know, understand really, you know, everything that they need to know about buying a house or even becoming a realtor. Yep. And that's smart. Um, because she'll, she'll, she's going to make herself relatable to her demographic. Yeah. And, uh, if you can share a little bit of tidbit information to folks, every chance you get, so help to bring them back. Yeah. And and the great thing about social media, like you said, it's always there. So if they forget something, they can come back, click mm-hmm. on it, and pick up from you know where that that memory left off. So I'm just thinking right now with um, COVID, good old COVID going on. What have been some challenges that you faced as an agent with selling homes? That's a great, great, great question. So. I got my license just before COVID hit. And uh, so the traditional process when you become an agent and you have a client, whether you're selling or you know you have buyers, 
you know, you take them around, you, um, based off of their preferences, if you're shopping for buyers, you show them the houses that are within their budget and their preference points. Well, with COVID, you couldn't do that. Because oh, folks yeah. didn't want you in their house, and, um, you know, the state required that, you know, they didn't want us around too many people mm -hmm. to, you know, to risk exposure. So, there were situations where you would do web showings, oh, um, FaceTime showings, where yeah. I'm literally walking around the house with my iPhone on my chest. <laughs> and I'm showing the house. I'm doing a virtual showing for a client. Um, but yeah, you, you you learn, like I said, you learn to adapt to the situation in front of you as a real estate agent, and, and you try to pivot as best as you can. So I'm grateful that I got to get into this business when this happened because I got to I got to grow a lot faster than I probably normally would. Yes. So tell us something that you think like people really don't know about being a real estate agent or the home buying process. Like what are some big misconceptions? Well, I'll tell you for both sides of that question. Um, the one thing most folks don't know about being a real estate agent is it costs money. <laughs> it costs more than you would think. Um, and that first year, you're probably not going to make more money than you spend. But I would argue also that most businesses don't. Hmm. And, and I would also argue that as a real estate agent, you are essentially your own business. It's relatively cheap. It's a relatively cheap business to start. Um, once you grow it and you continue to compound on it, like it, it makes sense. Now, the buying process side, I would say it's not as hard as most folks think. Um, you, it's like getting a car or, you know, nowadays buying a cell phone when you finance for it. Um, it's just, um, you got to get over that mental hurdle where it's like, oh, it's a big step. This is something big. I don't think I can do it. Um, specifically, folks who don't like to look at their finances, um, I would say if you can get your mind past that and, and just tackle it, um, you will, you'll, you'll realize you'll have more stress finding the house you want versus actually getting the financing for it. Cool. And what's the ultimate goal? What's the long-term view? For myself? For yourself. I'd like my own brokerage firm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I think that usually that's yeah. where people tend to go. You know, they branch off and they want to do their own thing, which makes sense. Yeah. Is this something you wanted to do for a really long time? or you I've just... been wanting to do this since high school. Oh. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like working for other people. Um, and I don't like sharing my money. Um, especially when I'm doing all the legwork. Mm -hmm. um, you'll learn as a real estate agent, you're going to share a nice chunk of your money. Mm -hmm. So for me, mentally, to get past that, um, I chalk it up as uh, education. I'm paying for another education. And once I get good enough at what I'm doing, I can go do my own thing. And I don't have to pay anybody. But for the meantime, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it makes, it's a great investment. Awesome. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. So, you can find me on Instagram, Mike, your realtor. Um, you can also email me at michaelmosgrove at howardhanna.com. You can call me at 585-481-5274 if you want to talk. Um, I don't have a Facebook business account yet, but I'm working on it. But if you absolutely need to reach me, those are some of the avenues that you can find me at. Awesome. Awesome. I just added, I'm um, following you on Instagram. Now. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Make sure I put that out there. Thank you. Thank you. You better make sure you get that presence up because that's what people like to see. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere and yeah. some, somehow, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, like I said, I don't mind betting on myself. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, I'm intrigued by real estate. I'm intrigued by money, numbers. Um, and like I said, I, I truly, truly like seeing the look on folks' faces when you help them realize their dream. Yeah. Like, it's nothing like it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be a great feeling. Yeah. I was telling him, because, you know, when people 
like, do you own your home? He started giving me his pitch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I just think about how I wanted my life. Like, well, not how I wanted my life, but how I thought about my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to live downtown in a loft, and I'm just going to travel. So I really have no aspirations of owning a home. <laughs> but what he said is, okay, you could still own the home. You don't have to live in it. You yeah. could have it for additional income. Mm-hmm. And I never even thought about, like, that part of it. Yeah. So that's something that... Just talking to my daughter about that. Um, just having different properties and different things, you know, and that that brings in a chunk of money Listen. without really doing a whole lot. Listen, I was just having a conversation with my cousin today. He was telling me he's getting a, a, a nice chunk of change, and he was saying something about buying a new car. And I said, No, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, we're not. I was like, One, you're too old for that. And two, we're not doing that. Yeah. I was like, what we're going to do is this. So I proceeded to tell him about different avenues of financing for, because he's a veteran too. And um, I was explaining to him, like, you know, you can do this, buy you a multifamily, you know, that'll generate you, you know, four to $5,000 a month, mm-hmm. uh, not considering the overhead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then in a, you know, a two-year, three-year window, now you can go buy that car you wanted if you wanted to, but you still now have this asset generating you income. And be more comfortable getting that yeah, car. Right. You know? Yep. And, uh, you know, it took, it was an hour conversation, but <laughs> he started to understand my point of view and uh, he agreed. So I was glad he called me and mentioned that to me because I know him, he would have did some foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good. That's Folks don't know car is the worst thing to buy. Mm-hmm. That's the depreciate right after depreciate exactly. Wow, right. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Make sure you keep it locked. 100.9 WXIR. All right. So second half is when we going to um, talk about some current events. Since we lost like ten minutes, I'm gonna show you. Can I just say, I, this is my second radio show I've done. I appreciate you having a schedule and a ledger. Yeah. I, appreci- I am so appreciative of that, <laughs> no, truly. Because the other one, I was like... I'm sorry, got disorganized like, at the beginning, but no. it wasn't my fault. It's Bishop's fault. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm going to blame Bishop. You're doing fine. Because I come in early, so it'll be fine. But we That's why I came in a little early, too. I was like, maybe... We talk to her and see how this is going to go, but you, you beat me to it, so it yeah. worked out. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a late That's all good. I just found out today, but I was like, I'm going to make it. You want to know why? Yeah, I did, when I stopped being late, I had a deal back in May. It was a $350,000 deal. I was five minutes, five minutes late, and I missed that deal. I said, I'll never be late again. See, <laughs> I never really I, I had that conversation the other day too, and I was like, I really need to work on my. I would have been on time if I would have knew earlier today, but I do have to work on my time. I suck. No judgment. I'm, no judgment. I just, for me personally, it, I love money. <laughs> so when it was like, oh, I just missed out on ten thousand dollars in commissions. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, a lot of things, these things could be rolled into, like, a couple of sentences. So, if anything, we're going to not talk about boosting. That's not, that's just, like, filler. Like, more entertainment. But we still going to do Bishop segment, but. And then, the two things that I checked are things we could not, we can skip over. So I'm going to start by talking about COVID. You said what? I'm going to start by bringing up COVID and oh, how the okay. numbers are going up and then. Yeah. All right, turn the mic back on. I've been waiting so long for love like this. <laughs> yes, they sing. <laughs> they sing. And one of the girls at the um, shelter I work at, she has such a beautiful voice today. And I told her, and she acted like she was so surprised. I'm like, if I had a voice like that, right. goodness. 
Alright, if you are just tuning in, you are tuned into the 5A5 Report with Atiana and Bishop. I got Shalanda in the building as a guest hello, host. Hello, And if you just tuned in, make sure you go to our Instagram page and catch our interview with Mr. Michael Mosgrove um, of Hannah How Howard Hannah. Let's get it together. Howard mm-hmm. Hannah Real Estate. Um, and check out that interview. All right, so Bishop is not here, but we're going to still sit on the couch today. We're still going to sit on the couch. So every week, Bishop has a segment where he takes something off of social media, and we kind of talk about it. So, and he always likes us to say that his views are his and not that of WXIR. Just got to put that out there. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about it. All right. I'm taking my boyfriend and our kids on a family vacation. He feels like I'm wrong for not including his kid. I told him that he or his baby mother can pay for the kid if they want her to go. I feel like it's not my kid, so it's not my responsibility. Am I wrong? Uh, that all depends on like how... like. Are they married? Are they dating? Like, what it is? But, I mean, honestly, she is not responsible for paying for his kids to go. But, ugh, okay, okay. Uh, what you think, Mike? <laughs> Here's my thing. Um, as a man, the person you choose as your partner is a representation of you. That being said... Um, I think if you guys are coming in, coming together as a family dynamic, there is no yeah. your off kid. That's not my kid. Yeah. You step. We we are family. We all are family. So when I go or we go, they all go, and that's a conversation. And, and and I and I hate to expand on it, but I think those are conversations that people in relationships should be having earlier in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that there's no gray area. But a lot of folks kind of skip over that nowadays, and it causes uh, strife and drama down the road that shouldn't be happening. I agree. That's my two cents. I agree, too, but, you know, I think it could be some pitch in there, like she said, like, can y'all help out with the kids if we going on a trip? Because, you know. So, I'm, okay, so, back to, to point out what Mike said. Like, in my family... Uh, my dad remarried and, um, well, we call her Cheech, but if I was to refer to her, I call her mom. I don't call her my stepmom. When she mm-hmm. talks about us, she calls us her daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, it's just, we're a family. So if I was going to do for one, I'm going to do for all. But, I, but you, you, not to cut you off, you, you mentioned something in there where they, it, it triggered me when you said you call her mom. She invested time and, and nurtured that relationship yeah. with you for you to feel comfortable enough yeah. to even say that. So, I think that goes back to the whole we a family dynamic. If mm-hmm. you if we if you really in this, we embracing that whole thing together, and, and ain't no we a team. Not my kids, your kids. These are our kids. Right. But like you said, that's a conversation that has to come at the door at the beginning. Yeah. And also, it probably it doesn't necessarily start like that. Like. It doesn't start like that. Something that was built up over time. I I just think for me is I have to know the situation because yeah, it's a family dynamic, and I'm you know I'm in that situation now where you know my kids aren't with the my kids aren't the guy that I'm with, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. I just feel like you don't know their situation. Everybody's situation is different but I do agree if it's a family dynamic and what when one gets something they all get something but there has to be systems set up too and understanding set up and communication set up in a relationship in order to get there because you don't know if you know they've been dating for you know maybe six months and she don't feel like you know, she's not there yet. Yeah, she's not there yet, right. and that's understandable. And if she don't have the finances, you know, to fund somebody else's, so that's a different way. You say it differently. You say, "Hey, you know, I'm short on money, and yeah. da, da da da. Could you chip in for? You know, say I'm just not paying for the kid. Like well, to me, that's so wrong. Like I just as a person, yeah, that is wrong. Um, like it was a similar conversation where people were saying, um. 
like a similar question of a guy buying food for one kid but not buying food for her other kids and I'm like a four for four costs nothing oh no but that's just you know (laughs) some people are petty and it just really exposes the type of people that um some people are but um yeah that's Dr. Bishop oh you got something to say no I was gonna say I I was in the car listening to that conversation and the stuff people were saying it was blowing my mind I was like I, I just like I get it it's not your job to provide for you know another household when you have a kid in it and you just want to feed your kid but if you're going to bring food into that household, bring it for everybody. Yeah, and, if you, and if you're not trying to do that, or if you can't do that, pick your kid up, go spend some time yeah. with them, and do that. And yes. don't make it came from a man. Thank you, because this was not the energy we got when we talked about that conversation, but I'm just happy it came from a guy. All right, so let's talk about this COVID-19 that continues to be a pain in the rear. Um, so the numbers are going in not a favorable direction. So we are in cold yellow. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we got to get it together. We have a curfew now where bars and restaurants are 10 o'clock. I'm like, 10 o'clock? Make that wine run. Go to your liquor store. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Go home. But, That's what we do now. So, Just gotta be at home. Just gotta set up. I mean, it, it's unfair though. But at the same time, it's like it's it's all these these numbers are going up, and it's like what's going on? What's happening? Like where where are we going wrong? Well, we know where we're going wrong. So, <laughs> but, and, and to, well, can I even say something to y'all? Most presidential administrations, what they do before they leave office, they provide what's called a transitional process for the new government coming in. Mm -hmm. So what Obama did, I'm going to just say, what Obama did before he left the office is he put together a transitional pact for natural disasters and pandemics. He did this. He did this. Big old booklet. Trump decided not to use it, not to (laughs) utilize it. He tossed it out. And because of that, because they have no true plan or process to to help us cope and get through this safely, um, you see folks you know, getting sick all the time. And then on top of that, you, you, you got a president who's out here having, you know, rallies with no mask on and yeah. being in close proximity with people and, and telling them to do the same thing. And, and I'm not surprised by what's happening. Yeah. Um, That's what it leads back to. It leads back to the man that decided he wanted to run for president and be president. And it's sad, but he, he didn't care about the people in the situation that's just a clear s- statement like he he hasn't done anything he blames everybody else it's the china virus and it's this and that and you know he still has not set up a plan like you said to make sure that we are all set on this and it's unfortunate that people are still losing their lives behind this yep. right so we know that the numbers were going to go up because, okay, summer is over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so now people are back indoors. Mm-hmm. And not only that, college campuses, kids were on college campuses. Yeah. So that was another reason. I mean, schools are back in session. Some schools, my son goes to school in person. Um, but Cuomo is saying schools are not a big source of COVID-19 spreading. So I, I agree, but I disagree. Okay. Um, I don't know who's all been here, who's been to college here, but, you know, you spend a lot of time outside of college with your friends around other people mm-hmm. like age at i.e. house parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are you know places where you're gonna spread. Yeah. And then nowadays these kids they you know they share hookah and, and the vape pens and like people are just free with things like stuff you wouldn't do as a yeah. kid. It's nothing to them, and I think those are opportunities for folks to get you know sick. Yeah, and as um, the younger generation, and I'm including myself in that, so yeah. I don't care what y'all got to say. I'm the younger generation. But, I do too. <laughs> I know, and I'm knocking on 40 doors. Right. Look, right. I just got into 30, so I'm just gonna. But seriously, <laughs> we, we kind of feel like we're invincible. I know for me, because I haven't, I haven't had COVID, I don't think. Um, well, I thought I had it, maybe, but I don't know if I had it. Um, when, let me ask you when. So it was, it was, was it before your trip or after your trip that I was sick? I think um, it was before. Both of us were, well, I was after. So I was before. Okay. 
So it was February. It was mid February. I was sick, and I had the double eye infection, which they said is a symptom, oh, yeah. and I had low blood pressure. And what else did I have that was weird? Um, I had the the chest, and so yeah, the double eye infection and the low blood pressure, and that was for two weeks. So and I couldn't. Usually I could bounce back like. Yeah. Like, when I get sick, it's only, like, a couple days. But that one wasn't letting up. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't go to the doctor. It wasn't that serious. No, I did have to go to that doctor for the eye um, drops. But they just said it was a cold. Yeah. I had it in January. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was not no cold. <laughs> yeah, that's you said that. Last November, I had got sick. It was only for a few days, but I, I've never felt like that before in my life. I couldn't move out the bed. Yeah. I, I My girlfriend was looking at me like, you are ridiculous. She says I'm the worst when I get sick. I, I, I truly, truly, could, I felt like catatonic. Like, it was just, like, my eyes, everything worked, but I just, my body just was not trying to... Yeah. Respond and uh, but a few days later I bounced back, but then all this stuff happened and I started to hear hear people's symptoms and I was like, man, did I get it? Too? Right. I was quarantining before anybody else was quarantining because when I got sick, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I remember on New Year's Day I had laid on my bed because I was like, why do I feel like I have a fever? Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it just came on me, and I we were supposed to go to this big party, me and my cousins. But I was like, I'm not going. We um, decided to go to my cousin's house, and um, <clears throat> and I mean, it was so many of us sick right at the same time. Yeah, and we all just was we like, know. you know, it's, you know, we thinking it's cold outside. We just no, we 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 were sick, sick. And then my son, he was really sick. He was like feverish, just sweating up all night. Mm-hmm. This was like a little bit after me too, so. Yeah. yeah. But the good news is there's a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> or is that good news? Mm. Um. So there's a vaccine that's supposed to be rolled out, but Trump said New York is going to be the last to get it. Um, and that stems from some... Thank you, actually. Thank I know, right? That's Hallelujah. <laughs> We're not mad at you. So I, Cuomo, you know, he had some comments, um, trust in it, and make sure it was, you know, FDA approved. So he said those comments, and then Trump, like, you know, they've been tit for tat for some for a while. Yeah, they don't like each other. They do not <laughs> like each other. But he, he but Cuomo isn't the only governor who wants, you know, an independent review of the vaccine. There are several other states that wants to know, like, is this what it's supposed to be? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people aren't trusting of our president. Yep. But yeah. I mean that comes from, you know, the kind of president that he has been. Yeah, he's a liar. Constantly. <laughs> He's mocking everything. Everything is a joke and nothing is taken seriously. So why? Why would you trust them now? Exactly. And and as far as like this, this new vaccine coming out, I'm going to just compare it to, I'm going to make it relatable to all of these young folks and some of the older men out here buying these new Xbox One uh, Xs and these PS5s. When you first get it, what's wrong with it? You usually got, you know, issues with it or glitches. You kind of wait until springtime mid-spring, you know, early summer when they, they send a patch to update the, the glitches and then it works fine. So if there is a vaccine, I'm not touching it yeah. or even considering it until the summertime. Might be some glitches. Right. <laughs> but that's how I am with any, like, of these new vaccines. Um, the doctors try to give them to me and I'm like, if it doesn't, if it's not one that I have to have, you know, some of yeah. them you have to have in order to work and all that other stuff. Yeah. If it's not something I have to have, no, I'm not taking none of these new vaccines. Like, I, it's not enough research yeah. and I don't want to take the ones that I have to have. And people yeah. also don't understand that with the different types of vaccines coming out, they're, the case studies are for different types of demographics. So while it might help certain folks, it might hurt you or harm you. So yeah. it's best to just be patient and, and let the scientists diligently do their jobs. Yeah. And don't trust the words of a president who showed you, forget what he says with his actions, that he can't be trusted. And, he, and, he, and, and, and look at it for what it really is. It's a political move. It's to push an agenda. Well, it doesn't really matter now because he's not going to be president anymore. But it's to push an agenda that he's right. He's doing it. He's making America great, and he's doing all this stuff that he's really not doing. Um, 
his 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 caring concern isn't for you guys, us. It's for his own personal agenda. And I'd hate to see folks taking stuff and, you know, God forbid something terrible happens because you trusted the word of a man that's a, a known liar. Yeah. 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 And he's like, in addition to that, he's such a narcissist. So, which we already know. So, you know that there's these individuals, these groups that are down in D.C. that are, um, you know, protesting the election results. Mm -hmm. So, they're down there and, you know, Black Lives Matter and all the other groups, you know, they went down there too. So, they kind of had a little clash. But what does y'all president do? <laughs> He he sees all this going on. No, you didn't. And Just then and then he tweets like he might make an appearance. And then he goes down there in his motorcade and pass passes through all the fans. Like you know, he's like supporting that. Well, they're peaceful. They're peaceful. So you know. But when we were protesting and all that, they were telling us to get jobs. Um, don't you have something better to do? But since their president lost this next ele election, they have all the time in the world to yeah. protest. Don't y'all got some work to do or something? <laughs> Are you talking about the instance where he walked across the street to the church and held the Bible up? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So, they're, so um, over the weekend, they're okay, um, down there, they're in D.C., um, protesting the election, saying that, you know, he it was stolen from him. Oh, you know what that is, though. Cheated on the polls, but I mean, losers, uh, yeah, losers don't like, to lose. like a kid, it's yeah. just ridiculous. Can I just ask this question? Where was y'all when y'all found out about the election, and how did y'all feel? Listen, I've been watching that thing the whole week. Like, I had stuff to do, and I'm literally glued to the TV. Like, why is it taking so long for them to tell us who won? Right, I mean, I'm like I said, I like math. And I'm looking at the numbers, yeah. and that first night I was sick. I'm like, yeah. I'm to you. I'm like, yo, this, we really got this guy again. <laughs> and uh, and then I started to understand the process and and, and what generally was happening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So then I I started to look at each state case by case, how many votes are out there, estimated wise versus the the you know the the proportion of the votes he's coming in from mm -hmm. those types of votes mm -hmm. in those types of areas. And I was like, hold up. Biden got a real shot. And then as time went on and I started to see what was still left and where it was coming from, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, he, he won this presidency. Yeah. So I get why CNN didn't push it right away. Um, I respect them for that because you didn't know. Um, but, I mean, anyone who, who pays attention to math, yeah. you can see the math. But did you feel like... I felt a way Accomplished, like... For me personally, I felt a sense of like professionalism and decency. Human decency is, yeah. is going to return to yeah. that, that office yes. know, for that gentleman to hold. Um, as far as like what policy and all that stuff is going, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But I felt at the very least a sense of stability is being returned. Yeah. And I was, I was happy for that. Yeah. Well, for me, <laughs> I tried to stay away from watching it. Um, I did not really like. I couldn't because you know uh, my feelings about that election. I didn't want. I didn't vote. Um, I did. I had no, no desire to. No, because I was not buying. Um, voted for either one of them. Either one of them. And I know he could never turn New York blue. Meaning red. He could never turn New York red. Um, I know people. I was telling Michael that you know, people were upset with my decision. It's my decision. Um, but, you know, I was happy about how everything turned out because we needed Trump out of there. Yeah. We know, but, you know, I don't have great feelings about Joe Biden, um, just his track record. And I know people change. Yeah. So we will see, you know, where things take us. Yeah. A couple of people said that to me, though. I didn't vote because, you know, I wouldn't vote for Biden. And stuff, and I respect it, you know, <clears throat> because they have put that doubt in us, you know, and, and just Biden too. It's not Trump um, by himself because Biden has been cricket, Harris has been cricket, 
Well, she just was, she was a prosecutor. So, yeah. I mean, she was instrumental in putting a lot of black yeah. people in jail. And I get it. Like, I don't get it, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't get it, but I get it. But at the same time, I was just, I was so happy that Trump was just gone. Like, I, I mean, I mean, not gone. The division that yeah, he, crea- but, he yeah. creates is just, like, people say, oh, I would rather, you know, I know if you're racist. I would yeah. rather that. So that's the good part about it because, you know, that. that I saw, like, especially on social media, like, I was able to, you know, get rid of a lot of people oh my in my news feed that Me were too. straight up racist and made, gave reasons, especially when the whole conversation surrounds pro- police <clears throat> brutality, yeah. that black people should be killed by police. Um, so, I, that part of it was, you know, I was okay with, you know, he brought out a lot of the closet races. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, the conversations and trying to get white people to understand why your life matters. Like, that was exhausting. It's something that I will never do again. You know, when COVID was here and I was out of um, work or working from home. I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. So I would go back and forth with these people. Yeah. But I said I would never do that yeah. again. I would never because mentally I was messed up. Yeah. I was messed up going back and forth with these people. I would never beg a white person to yeah. understand that yeah. my life, my son's life matters. Yeah. Never. I will never do it. It's simple. I, I really I really was stuck by the fact that why are so many people offended that black lives matter? Like you know and I, I actually had people that you know I, I tried to work with and stuff and get connected with and um they older people and they were just like if you have any association with black lives matter i'm not even and now and these are black people yeah so oh yeah it, it was like so hurtful and i'm like do you understand that it's not about being the being a part of the organization organization or whatever the heck it is going on with that it has it's the fact that i am a mother a black mother of two black children a girl and a boy and for me to ever say that i'm not going to say black lives matter definitely as a black woman it, it's it's insane i i there's some pros and cons about the black lives matter movement um, i'm going to speak about a few of them um i think it's great because it, it makes America <clears throat> have to address the uncomfortable elephant in the room mm-hmm. with this country, and is that this is a racist country mm-hmm. built on the backs of slaves mm-hmm. that folks have a system established for off of our, our, you know, our, our energy and our resources and our human manpower, and they feel threatened by the fact that we want to be treated as equal because they feel like it's a it's like anybody when you have power over something and you and you feel you losing that grasp of power mm-hmm. you're going to struggle with all your your might to retain it yeah. and it's unfortunate because i, I don't I, to me it, it's not it's not that we want authority or we want power we just want to be equal, equal. we want the same That's opportunities it. and chances <laughs> to have that pursuit of liberty and happiness like every other person we just want a fair shake period yeah. And, and, and a lot of folks have issues with that. Now, my concept of the Black Lives Matter is I think it, it takes away from what our people are, are, are trying to pursue in the long run. Certain entities are always going to look for a way to, to get off the, the highway, the exit ramp. And what most people are going to think about when they think Black Lives Matter is defunding the police and, and police brutality and and the disrespect that we, we offer to police, they say we offer to police officers, and that's not the case. It should be about what it's about, treating people equally. Um, you know, don't be so quick to violence and aggression and talk. But I think that also goes both ways. But I can also understand why uh, people would be tired of, you know, being oppressed, both physically, mentally, financially, spiritually. Um, yeah. It, it's it's um after a while you can only take so much and then I while I don't agree with certain aspects of it I definitely understand how a person could be that way. Yeah. So I think to shorten up what I just said I think the movement takes away from the real cause 
but I also understand its purpose. And it, um, you know, being a social media area era, I think we as people, we kind of get caught up in the short term things, and I think Black Lives Matter is going to take away from the bigger picture in a in a way. <clears throat> I think um, because I think when you say that, the only reason for me that would be is because people try to take the Black Lives Matter name and use it for something totally Absolutely. different than what it's really um, supposed to be used for. So um, I would say with anything, there's pros and cons. Because really? I always use church as one because that's, you know, something that I'm really close to. Like, there's pros and cons with that, you know what I mean? And Or a business or whatever. So I try to you know, explain to people when it comes down to Black Lives Matter, like, yeah, there is a, a dark side to it. There, There is a side that you don't want to go to, you don't want to be associated with. But we have to remember, you know, you know what's important. And the what's important is um, it's not just for me about police brutality because I also have a Stop the Violence campaign. And I, I my biggest thing is to teach um, <clears throat> people that look like me to stop coming against people that look like them, look like me, look like themselves, you know, mm -hmm. as if you looking at, if I'm looking at you, I'm looking at my brother. If I'm looking at you, I'm looking at my sister. So to me, that's what it really matters. I'm not trying to make a statement to the white people. Yeah. That's, that's my statement is to us, yeah. you know, but black lives matter to us and you know, we have to we have to begin to get to a place where we build a table for each other and not for, you know, the outsiders. That's the chief proponent that separates us from every ethnicity in this country. You think about it. The Spanish folks, they're united. Gays, they're united. Jews, they're united. Asians, they're united. And they have a, a place at the table, respectively, yep. because of it. Yep. And until we decide to figure out that and get come together, yeah. we're always gonna, I'm gonna tell you something about like the CIA, and, I, and I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but what the CIA does to go into smaller countries, or specifically in Africa, when they have an interest or an agenda there, they pit the tribes against each other. Mm -hmm. And then they prop up someone to take office and run the show for them. It's the same thing here in America. Yeah. They pit us all against each other with the music videos, and this Instagram, uh, this social media stuff, and, and all this other craziness to get you not focusing on what's supposed to be focused on. And it's, and it's building up your family, building up your community, building up your peoples so that you have a, a place at the table so you can bargain and have leverage. And until we decide to do that, we're always going to be in this race. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good place um, to leave that conversation. And to talk about something totally off topic, PS5 dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Not the PS5. No, seriously, because it came a, <laughs> became a big topic on Facebook. And people were like, oh, how are people buying cars before they buy PS5s? PS5s are, what, $500? You cannot get a car with $500. <laughs> so people just say anything. Um, they worry too much about how other people spend their yeah, money. Yeah, that's true. I've been seeing the conversation, and honestly, I've been skipping it, skipping over it because it don't apply to me. <laughs> exactly. So, um, <laughs> but I did find this list funny. Just to leave on like a lighter note, um, eleven things your boyfriend should do before you drop um, five hundred dollars on a PS Five <laughs> for him. So. Let me turn the camera this way. Oh, man. Can I exempt myself from this? <laughs> Are you a gamer? <laughs> a little bit. No, Nothing is wrong with yeah, being a gamer. Nothing is wrong with being a gamer. Yeah. Um, as long as you're not one of those gamers who spends the majority of your time in front of right. a television screen yeah. and not with your family or at a job or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All right, so 11 things you're... Boyfriend should do before you decide to drop that five hundred on a PS Five. Spend less time gaming and more time with you. Um, commit to doing a couples challenge with you. I don't know what a couples challenge is, but oh, I do that. 
What are a couple challenges? So like say um you um you ever see the inst- the IG thing where they're like who's the who's the who's the one that gets cries like a baby when they're sick and you point at Oh yeah yeah. Oh, that's like a couple's challenge, but there's various other types. Okay, yeah, that one was cute cuz yeah. I saw one of those. I think I, I think saw one with um Lauren London and um Nipsey. Oh yeah, that yeah. Yeah, I think I saw one yeah. with them. Um learn yeah. to put the toilet seat back down. <laughs> Clean up your stuff that's laying around. This one says promise to watch The Bachelorette with you this season, but I don't watch that. So maybe a Netflix, something on Netflix, like a whole season of it. Post a couple's picture on Instagram professing his love for you. (laughs) Cook you dinner. Spice up things in the bedroom. Save up money for expensive purchases that they might make in the future. Cough, cough, perhaps an engagement ring. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out your love language. That's a good one. And 11 is surprise you. So, ladies, if you about to drop that $500 on a PS5, your man should be doing at least I'd say at least five of Five, those. yeah. I would say that at least five. Should be done anyway. Yeah, that should already if be happening. A healthy one. Don't go, don't go say, I will buy the PS5 if you do these five things. No. Yeah, that's not done. He, if he's yeah. not doing it, don't drop yeah, that money <laughs> on that man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or, or woman. Or woman. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's some women gamers. There's yes. a, I know a lot of women yeah. gamers. Yeah. All right. So it is 7 o'clock. And my God, Michael, I want to thank you for coming on the 5A5 report. Um, Shalada, thank you for joining me today. Michael, can you just let the people know where they can find you on social media once again? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Mike, your realtor. Um, you can call, text uh, at 585-481-5274. I also have an app, so if you text me, I can shoot you the, app, the link for the app over. And you can kind of get your process started as far as looking at houses, what, it, uh, what comes into you know, starting the financing process and things like that. All right, Shalanda. Yeah. Shalanda got a lot of stuff going on, so make sure y'all follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Let people know where they can find you as well. Yes, my um, regular page, my personal page is Lala Jones, but my business page on, this is on Facebook, is Lala's Closet. And on Instagram, I am Lala is underscore blessed. Is is with a Z. Lala is underscore blessed. And Lala's Closet. Um, yes, book your closet. And um, I also sell shea butter. So, you know, that shea butter shea be having you know, like real brand new It's good for your skin, good for your hair, everything else, you know. All right. Y'all catch us. Catch us next week. Same time, same place. Peace. 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 Thank you so much. Yes, that was great. So, hey, listen. My girlfriend, she's a supervisor at Planned Parenthood. She does in control. She asked me if she could connect with you. Oh, for sure. She works at, she asked me, do you work, does she work at a shelter? Ask her if she works with teens. If she does work with teens, I want to connect with her brain control. I don't work with teens though. Okay. But I actually could always connect with me. I work with um 